and welcome to the sanctuary a safe space to speak from the heart my guests today are the owners of ivory sheep clothing michael mckenzie thanks for coming to the sanctuary today thank, thank you, you for, for having, having us, us. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah let's start with how did you guys meet so we met when we were 16 years old at a friend's christmas party um oh. Yeah, we were still yeah. in high school at the time. And we just had a mutual friend who, I guess, like the mutual friend we had, like had multiple different friend groups. Yeah. Because <laughs> we didn't really run in the same circles um, yeah. until we met. So, yeah. Yeah, we just talked. We talked all night that night and then um, added each other on Facebook as you would normally do back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, you still today, I guess. And um yeah, we did a lot of Facebook chats and BBM messages. Love BBM, it. you like? Don't you miss BlackBerry though? Like, I miss it. I miss it. I miss it so much. As in, you know, kind of used to typing on this, like, you know, on the glass, but I prefer the keyboard, right? You have, you know, actually touching something. I'm like an angry texter. Like I get in, whenever I would get into arguments with him, oh, like gosh. BBM was the place. Like that keyboard, you can't mess with the word. And these like screens, I just I can't get it right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and then like you know, basically you've been together for years and years and years. Uh, like did you start a business together before Ivory Ship or? No, it was our it was our first real business venture, I guess, together. Yeah. Um, she was more into the industry than I was. I wasn't in school at the time for so many things like business. And then I dropped out. I went to computer programming, dropped out of that, wanted to be a paramedic for a little bit. Couldn't do that. And then we, uh, she came to me with this idea and I was like, I'm all for it because I've always wanted to start a business, but I never had the the idea, I guess, or what to do with it, where she had the business goal yeah, and idea. The vision. But you didn't know how to do like the behind the website the and scene all of stuff. Oh yeah. my gosh. That stuff I'm <laughs> nervous about. So <laughs> like uh Mackenzie, did you have a background in uh, fashion before starting your Business? Yeah, so my first job was actually at a clothing store, and that was my first time like dipping my toes in retail. And mm -hmm. I absolutely loved it, but I knew I always wanted to do fashion or be in fashion. So mm -hmm. the original hope was to be like a fashion blogger or a fashion writer for a magazine. And as I started to grow up, I realized that wasn't what I wanted, and I really loved like the retail side of it. And uh, what 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 changed or like, you know, what made you realize that's not what you wanted? So I was actually going to school for English in Toronto. And at the same time, I was working at my retail job. And I just started to realize that if I were to be a fashion writer, I would no longer have the ability to see customers every day. My days would just look entirely different from how I actually thought or wanted them to look mm -hmm. so I just suddenly realized like opening a business or you know working in retail would probably be the best option for me 
Mm -hmm. um, and then I also realized that there were no clothing stores or anywhere in the fashion community that really had what I was looking for. It was like, I almost felt as if I didn't fit in, in other clothing stores or I didn't fit in, in the fashion community. And mm. it just kind of dawned on me that I was like the black sheep always. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of how the initial business plan was born because I wanted to open a store called black sheep for a place where people don't fit in and they felt like they could find a community or a safe place where you could be whoever you wanted and mm -hmm. have people who still supported you. Mm -hmm. uh, and then why didn't you name me Black Sheep? So it was originally <laughs> Black Sheep. And as the years went on, I started to find, well, both of us started yeah. to see a ton of other businesses named Black Sheep. I mean, there's one we across have the one street of, Yeah, us. we have a restaurant across <laughs> the street from our current location um, that's called Black Sheep and it's a restaurant. So I wanted to stay true to Black Sheep or like a play on those words because that's like literally the essence of the store. It's you're never going to mm -hmm. find product or anything like this anywhere else. It's for someone who is a Black Sheep. Yeah. And he came up with the idea of the <laughs> Ivory Sheep because the Black Sheep has now become... Like the White Sheep. There's yes. so many Black yeah. Sheep out there. There's no you know, then it's not unique anymore. No. So yeah, it kind of yeah, reverse. yeah. And that's how that was born. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was this? Was uh, like, where, where, where did this idea, where, where were you when this idea was born? So we were, um, we were driving back from the city of Guelph actually, because she had an appointment at the time. Um, nail appointment. Nail appointment. <laughs> and uh, we were just talking business and, you know, what else do you do on such a long drive? And <laughs> then we came up with that idea. And once that started, you know, it wheels fell into place. Wheels started to turn. And yeah, yeah. Got everything in order. And that was probably two or three months before we really decided, like, okay, we're going to move out here. And what was that? Like May, I think. And we yeah. came out here in August. Yeah. So it all huh. happened really fast. Like, so, like, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. The concept of like the of the store I wanted to open was literally born when I was 18 years old. So it had been something that I've been working towards since then and something that he knew about for all those years. Yeah. And then when he approached me is when things really started to move and things just really started to fall into place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, um, so why toronto like you guys were in toronto and people are usually used to people going the other way like from nova scotia to toronto to you know follow their dreams business whatever but you guys went the reverse why so being in the fashion community i was able to see it like from the perspective of toronto i was already in that fashion world and i saw that not a lot of people were trying to go against the grain there and to go against the grain and create a fashion industry mm -hmm. would have been that much more difficult when there was already an industry there. And mm -hmm. every time him and I would travel to Nova Scotia, I would honestly get stopped on the street and people would be like, where's your purse from? Where's your shirt from? Like, I need that. So mm -hmm. I'm like, Nova Scotia is dying for a fashion community. They're dying for something different. Let's go make our own fashion industry in Nova Scotia. 
-hmm. So we're really going against the grain <laughs> here and we're really trying to I guess create, create an up. industry that's not here. Whereas in Ontario, there's already an industry there. So breaking that mold would have been so much more difficult than just mm -hmm. creating one our own. Yeah. Mm. And then like, okay, so you, um, you move like, you had the idea for the business. Uh, did you like get the location and stuff before moving or how did that happen? Yeah. Oh so gosh. we, like she said before, we came down here a lot. So we knew like lower water street, especially in its prime. And in the summer, it's a real hot spot, not only for mm -hmm. the locals, but tourists, tourism as well. Mm. So um, we and we always loved being on the waterfront, that kind of area. So when we were back in Toronto, which was last May during COVID and everything, um, the guy we saw who owns the place, Colin, like he's the landlord leaser guy. Um, he said that uh, a business was closing there, which was um, Alexa, Alexa Pope. Yeah. Alexa Pope that closed down and if we were interested in the space. So we immediately jumped on that. And then after we did all that, we kind of like looked at each other and we're like, okay, now we need a place to, <laughs> to live. So that came with its own struggles. Uh, like, like the research for the business honestly started like four years ago, I would say even longer than that. So ever since we've been coming here, I would be messaging Colin and being like, oh, I'm in the city. Do you have any retail spaces I can look at? Even though I wasn't planning on opening the business immediately, I just wanted to know numbers and layouts and just like get everything going in my head. So when we got word that the business was shutting down, we like, we literally just oh, jumped, jumped for it. I'm like, this is meant to be, we don't have to do any construction in the store. Like let's, let's go for yeah. it. And we, we even, like, we purchased our house from Ontario. We leased the space from Ontario. Yeah. We even incorporated our business from Ontario. And then when we got here, everything was just, like, waiting for us. Yeah. yeah no, that's neat. Um, But, like, with the space, with the location of the, of Ivory, uh, of the Ivory Ship store, had you been inside that space before? Once or twice yeah. when... um. When Alexa Pope was open. We went in there mm -hmm. a few times as tourists, not even really thinking of, you know, mm -hmm. oh, this might be where we'll open our store, just just to go in and see what was there. And the funny thing is, is previously um, we were hoping to get the store location beside us. Um, so oh. there's another store beside us that they use for pop-up shops, and they use um, just to like show people any upcoming developments yeah. that Southwest is working on. So that was the space that I had had my eyes on for like years. Um, and then, yeah, we've only been into the store that we currently are in maybe twice before this, uh, Probably, just to like yeah. maybe shop. We weren't even looking at it as like a prospective place to rent, but when mm. we got word, it was like, I'm a very visual person. So I could literally imagine it immediately. And I was like, okay, perfect. <laughs> grass wall and all yeah <laughs> yeah no that's that is great um and then how was the move because you guys moved during the pandemic oh yeah. my gosh well, well let's start off with all of the furniture that is in our store 
came with us from Ontario. So we asked, <laughs> this is my favorite story because when we when we moved here, I knew how I wanted the store to look, and we have these mm -hmm. massive displays of dried flowers in our store. We have five of them. I got them made in Ontario, so we even moved with those from Ontario. So that we moved is, to all of our personal that is and that is crazy. Store. We're insane. <laughs> so it was yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> Um, we even moved here with paint for our house because we knew we would have to quarantine. Yeah. So yeah. we moved here with literally everything. We painted our house for 14 days straight. And mm. then after that, we just started to work on the store. Like, it's we, like, it's like PTSD. Yeah. Living it. <laughs> All Honestly, the painting we was, had to do. It was the ridiculous. And the, yeah. Oh my it God, was yeah. so stressful. And we maybe had a full month to get the store entirely ready. And that included ordering product, setting it up, painting, getting it like just absolutely everything. So we basically completely redid our house and the store in like a month and a half of time. Yeah. Mm. Just the two of you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> for the 14 days of quarantine, yeah. she helped us move here. She helped clean the house. Um, she helped house clean, up, but she was still working. So she would be mm. working remotely at our house while him and I were just like manically painting everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then she went home and we started work on the store almost yep. immediately. Yeah. Holy smokes. Wow. Um, so you, you go to the space. Did you kind of know where you wanted everything to be? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I didn't, but she did. Yeah. She had a, a I good had idea. I had a very clear, you had a clear vision. Very clear yeah. concept of like, even where I wanted mannequins placed. So when it came down to it, it was literally just getting the painting done and everything else kind of just fell into place. And yeah. yeah. Mm, wow. Wow. And like, um, when did you officially open? Um, November 13th. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and how was that experience? It was so much fun. It was. We were exhausted that day because oh. we didn't leave the store till midnight the night before and then drive all the way back to Truro. And then we yeah. opened that day at what? 11? I think we opened at 11 and we had to be there for like 830 um so we were we had caterers and yeah stuff, so. we were exhausted but the adrenaline rush of it was oh, yeah. so much fun and we met so many of our customers that day and to know that we were like so well received on opening day was like honestly the yeah. best feeling because we were terrified yeah <laughs> like, we thought it was just gonna be us standing in there no one would come yeah. in and especially during a pandemic i mean like can't blame anyone back in november it was different ballpark than what we were yeah. in today mm. right mm. with all the pandemic so mm. yeah do you hire staff right away no it's no. still just us yep holy shit wow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like uh i mean uh, you know so there's a pandemic and like number but we you know things are gradually opening up right and yeah. also in the last year, Nova Scotia has been one of the safest places worldwide to live in, uh, especially con considering the pandemic, right? So, um, 
with when it comes to the store and ivory ship right what are some of the plans you had in place for for the pandemic even with things opening up well so like i knew we were going to need at least at the beginning we were going to need all the ppe stuff which was like sold out everywhere you you couldn't find that stuff because before we came here i used to work for um staples as a delivery driver for businesses and i mean like these companies were ordering lysol wipes by the truckload (laughs) so all that stuff was gone so i knew when we did this we needed stuff like that so we we brought that with us we stocked up on jugs of um, sanitizer sanitizer masks for people if they needed it and all that stuff so like we were already like we were lucky because we opened in november and the pandemic hit in march so we were able to see how other businesses were planning and dealing with covid Mm -hmm. so by the time we opened we knew like okay if anyone tries on clothes you have to steam it and quarantine it and even when it comes down to our change rooms, our middle change room has been closed since the day that we opened so that people can keep a distance while trying things on. Mm. Um, We were prepared for everything except when we opened, restrictions weren't at like super heavy here um, in terms of like restaurants and dining and all of that. Mm -hmm. And then Two weeks after we opened, there was a surge of cases and all the restaurants had to shut down. Oh, yeah. Uh, Black Friday, Christmas kind of time. So we weren't mentally prepared for that. We thought we were going to have a little more time to gain a following and be open a little bit longer. But then everything shut down except for retail (laughs) stores. And where we're located, we're surrounded by nothing but restaurants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was a little bit of a hit and an adjustment, but behind us now. There's even talks of that festival they were going to do. Yeah, there was um, supposed to be a winter festival. They canceled that at that time. And yeah, that was that was hard. But it's getting a lot better now, Spring like the warm weather. So, yeah, yeah. I I like, you know, talking about warm weather, the last couple of days have been super warm. Oh, yeah <laughs> yeah um let's talk about ivory ship itself we talk about you guys moving painting but we haven't talked about the business itself like what is ivory ship exactly oh gosh ivory sheep is just i say it's like a movement it's so much more than a clothing store it's shifting the perspective like Don't get dressed for the day that you're having, get dressed for the day that you want and how you want to feel. And it's just like encouraging our shoppers to be completely themselves and express themselves no matter what people say or no matter if it's in trend or if it's not. It's just Mm. to encourage everyone to be their absolute most honest version of themselves every day. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's something to think about because I was reading there about me and uh, about me, you know, the about <laughs> on your on your on your website. I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, like you know, it, it it shows, especially when you say that you've been thinking and planning about uh, planning for Ivory Ship for years and years and years now. The seed was planted when you were eighteen, and everything you were doing was kind of leading you to where you guys are now. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, having this partnership actually makes things flow a lot better. You know, you have someone to help you paint, you have someone to help you with the website, and you have someone that has this vision. So you have this synergy between the two of you. 
but like how do you decide what things come into the store? Like, uh, well, clothes and masks and dresses oh, and accessories and stuff. <laughs> I, I am the worst business person ever. And I honestly just made a post about this the other day because I make all of these decisions purely on instinct and purely on my heart. Everything comes from such an honest place and I only bring in products where when I see it I'm literally like oh my gosh I need to have this <laughs> and it's probably the worst thing to say and other business professionals probably do not want to hear that but it's just what feels right and that's mm. kind of how I decide like we have a new brand that we just brought in and I had no idea how like successful and well received mm -hmm. it was going to be i just decided mm -hmm. to bring it in because i'm like that's a dress it's a dress i would like give up my firstborn child for like no. i want it i need it oh my god you don't have kids yet right no, no. <laughs> 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 so um okay so so that's great with the brand and and like the feedback and and people actually like this thing and you're going with your gut but see you know you see this brand in a i don't know online magazine or wherever what happens from then till when they come into the store so what i try to do is like i it's really hard to answer because <laughs> the way that i approach things it's just very like genuine yeah you're you're kind of a reactor yeah not a, a well planner. i'm a little bit of both so <laughs> when i see a brand that i love that i want to bring in i just like contact them immediately and i figure out okay how can i get it into the store and mm -hmm. will this sell to our customers like will our customers be interested in it and when our customers see the stuff that we're promoting online, like they get so excited because these are brands that no one else in Canada has even attempted to carry. So they know yeah. that if they are purchasing or interested in product that we carry, they're going to have like so many one of a kind items that no one mm -hmm. else is going to have. So that's just kind of the inspiration of finding product and then selling it to the customers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, and like, same is, is it pretty much same thing with accessories? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, one of the coolest things I've seen is, is the candle, you know, I don't know if you don't, you know, it's like a bust, right? But it's a candle. Do you know, do you know this I, one? Yeah. I am so excited about that brand because I was not actively, like we weren't actively looking for candles. Mm. Um, they're, they're a team that approached us themselves. Like they came in shopping one day and yeah. they were like, would you be interested in carrying our candles? And then they showed me pictures and I was well, just like, amazing. Michael, you need to come <laughs> yeah. see this. Like one of the, <laughs> the second I saw um, the David head, oh, that one's nice. I was yeah. like, we need this because we have a matching sweater to it. And so many of the things that inspire me come from like France and England and Victorian. And so I saw the David head and I was like, this reminds me of Versailles. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, they approached you about actually having the the bust in the in the store. Yeah. Yes. Uh, a few of the local brands that we're working with, like we have a couple of products that are coming in that are made from local creators, and each of them reached out to me, and I was just like, I love your product, and I love that it's local, 
Like, let's work together. And these are people who have come up to me who I just like, I don't know how we've done it, but they just get us and they get our store almost immediately. So they're yeah. able to show me product that I honestly dream of right off the mm. bat. And I'm like, let's do this. So we're collaborating with a lot of locals, which I'm so excited about. It's like a perfect fit. Yeah, it really way. is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember seeing that kind of, I'm being like, okay, this is really interesting. And I'm like, how did you get this in the store? Because <laughs> it's unique, right? And yeah. I think that's one thing that I noticed just talking to you. It's like, you always look, go for unique. Unique also shows out in your logo, right? Yeah. You know, it's ivory ship. You think it'd be like a ship with, I, I don't know what the logo is going to be, but you went with an Ouroboros, right? Yes. yes. And, um, you know, just like, I like mythic things and, and it's like, you know, being born, dying, rebirth, like this circle of life thing. Why was it important to make that the logo of Ivory Sheep? Oh gosh. So <laughs> this is me again. Yeah, it's you again. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's crazy. The Ouroboros is something that has followed me yeah. for years. Somehow it was just a symbol that I kept seeing everywhere. I had no idea even what it meant for years. It's just something mm -hmm. that would keep coming up to me. And I started to Google it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is literally the representation of myself and the shore because it's like, it's the meaning of like life and death, but it also represents masculine versus feminine, light versus dark. And I honestly play on that edge. I'm always light versus dark, masculine versus feminine. So that's exactly what the store represents. Like you're going to find the cutest little pink dresses, but you better believe you're going to find like, you know, <laughs> chunky combat boots and leather jackets. And it's just that mm. balance of like myself and everything that I guess like my sense represents. And it even represents you too. Yeah. Once... And there's no kind of like set theme, I no. guess, with the store. No. So that's where the rebirth kind of comes into it. Cause we're always... We're always it's changing. always it's always evolving and adapting, yeah like a shedding so. of skin constantly exactly so, like for me i i honestly i'm always wearing like either a dress with like doc martens or you know <laughs> like a leather poker <laughs> with like a cute little blouse so I, yeah. I feel like the store needed to represent both sides of the coin yeah mm, mm. yeah yeah um so like uh one thing that stands out is that I, I don't know if that's like your slogan, it's like statement pieces. So where are some of the places you find the pieces you actually bring in? So all of the pieces that we bring in are from brands that I have worn personally prior to owning the business for years. They're in your closet right they're now. They're in my closet. They're brands, <laughs> brands that I have like honestly spent my last dollars on yeah. <laughs> um and i absolutely refuse to bring in any brand that i haven't tested or worn myself mm -hmm. um just because i want to be able to speak to the quality of it i wanted to be able to speak to the sizing of it so everything that we bring in is just like so carefully picked yeah that mm. i just want to be able to sell my customers the way that i got sold on them myself and mm. if i can't speak to the product then i just like i don't want anything to do yeah with we've it. we've turned down products that we've seen we were going to order that 
we thought were just like amazing and so cool but we're like without testing i guess the quality and that kind of stuff we were we didn't take the risk so we just we actually had like a friend slash customer come into us a few months ago to try and help her us find her daughter um like a graduation dress and Mm. they showed me the type of dress that they were looking for and honestly up until last week i have been hunting like high and low and i messaged her and i was like i honestly wish i could say i have a dress for you but all of the dresses that i found that she would be interested are from brands I've never purchased from. And I just like, I can't get her to buy this dress without me saying I wholeheartedly Mm. believe in this brand because Mm. I just don't want to support a brand that I just haven't bought from myself. Mm. So I got a response from her almost immediately. And she was like, this is why I love you. Like we found a dress. (laughs) Don't worry about it. It's Mm. just like the honesty and the transparency is something that I think people really appreciate yeah 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 and and you know what i guess i mean and this is me just thinking of of i guess and you just it just came to me now it's like do you feel this strong responsibility to the people that are coming to the store oh yeah oh yeah yeah all the time every like i even have customers who come in where like i don't i don't know them prior to like my first meeting with them but mm-hmm. I'm completely honest from the get-go. Like yesterday we had a customer even come in and I was telling them about a brand where you can buy the perfect like stick-on bras if you're wearing a dress <laughs> that is too revealing, but you need something. Sorry, sorry, sorry. What's a stick-on bra? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's like if you're wearing a shirt where it's like a low back and you don't want your undergarment oh, to show. So, yeah. Yeah. So you you just a cup and that's it. Exactly. Exactly. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, I was telling them the best website to purchase them from. And I was yeah. like, it used to be a really good website to buy clothing from, but the quality on this specific brand has really dropped down. Like I cannot tell you to buy any of the clothing from there because mm. it's like super tempting. The price is great, but the quality is just garbage, mm. but their bras are great. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I'm not selling my own product, I'm just, I want to be able to create that relationship with our shoppers where they know that they're always going to get the honesty and the transparency that they're looking for. And Mm -hmm. even if I'm not making a dollar off of it, I want to be able to help them. Yeah. 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 That, that is, that is something cool, but like, you know, you're in fashion. Some, some of something that's come up recent in recent years, actually not just recently, but in recent years is like how bad fast fashion is and you know, stuff like that. Uh, how does ivory ship, like not combat that, but like, uh, deal with that experience. Oh my gosh. So we support the outfall of fast fashion. (laughs) Fast fashion is the worst. And the way that we deal with it is because like, we don't carry fast fashion. Mm -hmm. Like we do have items that are lower price points, but they're pieces that are still high quality. So it's like, when I say higher price points, I mean like, yeah, we do have headbands that range from 40 to $60, but they're all handmade. So I know you can't walk into a fast fashion store and find a headband. You can find one for maybe 20 bucks, but I promise you, you're going to be throwing it out in like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm dead against fast fashion and I've, I've purchased maybe like two or three shirts from those brands and 
I've had to like throw them out because it's like you watch that one. <laughs> oh yeah, you and watch it. And it just like crumbles in yeah. your hands or it just comes out like the size for a kitten and you're like, how did this happen? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even if you wash it properly, it's like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've always been dead against it. And like I said, I've always like spent my last, my last dollar on clothing. So like mm. there's a specific brand for love and lemons where they are a little more expensive and being a student, when I was a student, I really couldn't afford much. And I would save every dollar I have just to buy like a, a really cute dress from them. And that's like the inspiration of the store. Like I know pieces can get expensive, but it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, you know, what's going to bounce into, like, my next question where people go on the website, and then, I like that the price is right there, you know, it's so difficult when you go on the website, and like, oh, I like this, but fuck, how much does it cost, so, I like that the price is right there, I'm like, I can afford this, I can't afford this, um, is that one of the reasons you did that, one, and two, how do you decide your price points? So our price points, like for our bigger brands, those are almost like... Those are kind of given to yeah. us. Like we we have to, they kind of give us what we pay for. And then right beside it, they're, um, what's the term we're looking for? MSRP. Yeah. And um, they get very picky if we don't kind of stick with that, just because it keeps it fair with all, all other the retailers. other retailers yeah. yeah, that they sell to. The other stuff, um, I mean... We try to do our pricing fair because yeah. I have seen, like I, I'm a major shopaholic, so I've been purchasing clothes for myself <laughs> for years. And I have yeah. bought from brands where it is so evidently price gouging. Yeah. And there is nothing worse than when you spend $300 on a robe just to get it in the mail and be like, this was worth maybe 50. Yeah. Because then you get that and you're like, I don't trust this brand anymore like you guys are just looking to make a dollar and i know that's like the whole purpose of business but i also mm -hmm. don't want our yeah. customers yeah. to like look at our product and be like hey you guys are absolutely insane like stop <laughs> trying to rob us <laughs> yeah 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 you you also mentioned uh you know when we're talking about the david candle of like uh working with local you know designers and and stuff like that how important is that for you uh, for every ship and how do you decide which uh you know brands you work with locally so it is so important to us oh yeah i i love the concept of working with local well, makers I'm, and creators i mean we help them they help us right? exactly it's, the, it's like a partnership so. it's so important because like we said we're trying to create a fashion community here like a fashion industry yes so working with locals is probably the most important part because you can only create a community if you know you have everyone on board so the more local brands we can support and they can support us the bigger mm -hmm. the industry becomes mm -hmm. um the best way of finding them though is like they either find us or we find them and i reach out to them and i'm like do we want to work on something together like what do you think I think most of the time they find us. They yeah, walk like, in. I don't know how they <laughs> they... Yeah, like uh, one of the labels that we're working with, she mm. saw us on CTV News and she just came into the store, brought me samples of the masks and the scarves that she's creating. And she was like, would you like to collab on something? And I'm like, hell yeah. Like she has <laughs> luxe satin masks. She's making specific scrunchies for us and hair bows. Mm. And these are just like, they're people that get us right off the bat, and I love it. Right, 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 right. And like, 
also um how important is that your values match it's kind of important i guess because we have to be on the same page so mm. another local creator we're working with she's making us like chokers and body harnesses and when she reached out to me i was like it has to be vegan like we do not carry fur we don't carry leather like we need to be animal friendly and she's like oh yeah like i don't do any leather or anything of that sort and i'm like i'm so happy i found you because the product that she's creating for us i've only ever found in leather mm. so the fact that we're on the same page when it comes to you know being animal friendly that's pretty important because then she's like willing to go to such depths to find us like high quality product and really cool colors without mm -hmm. harming any animals yeah no yeah. that's great um i believe like uh having set of values and like this is who we are this is what we believe in and everyone that we're dealing with has at least then that wheelhouse that, yeah. that is always great um your instagram let's talk about that it's oh, it's yeah. fun it's quirky but it's also personal like you know like it's like it's it's almost like ivory sheep is one name for mckenzie right because like even you you are putting like this is things we're carrying every you know second or third post is about something really really personal um yeah. about you about mike about just you know the two of you um one of the really personal posts was the one i think it was like you were in front of a truck or something and yeah. like talking about why you guys moved why is it important to like i mean because you can just be like oh this is what we do we sell clothes that's it boom and because of what you do you will keep you know that trend will keep going but um why do you also feel it's important to you to put your personal touching in ivory ship oh, especially on your instagram it's so it's right? so important because especially with the dying of fast fashion people want to know who they're buying from what those people stand for like who are they yeah and it would be so easy for me to get on there and be like buy this dress for 200 dollars. look how cute it is but there's like there's no sense of trust that you're building there there's no sense of like honesty or even relationship that you're building there Mm -hmm. I want my customers like to trust us both and know our faces and know who they're talking to and what mm -hmm. links we'll go to to make them happy. Like we're playing a fine line of like business slash influencer because I want everyone to know that like they can trust us and who we are and what we stand for mm -hmm. because I just don't like the concept of like just buying clothes from someone you don't know you don't know mm. who they are like i think there's just so much trust in being able to know someone's story mm -hmm. and still going to them and being like i trust you i want to buy this mm. let me know anything yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah no um it I, I that post especially the one with the truck and like this is why we're living in Truro. it's like holy shit okay um it's so personal but it's also because like you said it puts a face a name a person to this uh brand that i'm supporting so uh i like that unique approach i i like that and i'm enjoying a, a chat but i'm gonna let you go because i know you have a lot of things you want to work on 
uh, but before you go with life opening up um, gradually and stuff, what are some plans you have uh, coming up for Ivory Sheep? Oh, <laughs> a lot of things in the works. Oh, lots of things in the works starting next Monday. We're starting to work with our customers, and I'm not going to say too much, but our customers are now our models. Yeah. So it's going to start with that. And we're hoping if COVID and everything stays the same, knock on wood, we can have an ivory sheep coven or garden party in oh, yes. June. So That's we have right, a few right. things getting installed in the store and maybe on the exterior of the store. A few remodels in the works. Yeah, so and... a couple of changes are coming where we can maybe have a garden party. Nice, <laughs> Lots nice, of product nice. coming in. Lots of product coming Whoa, in. Oh, tons. tons. <laughs> oh, my God. Mike and Mackenzie, thank you for, you know, deciding to follow your passion starting up this business and building it and also following your passion because it's like i want to do this thing since i'm 18 i'm doing it now i can't even imagine how good it must feel uh and i also want to say thank you for giving me your time and for coming to the sanctuary and uh it'd be great to get you either just before the garden party or after the garden party let actually maybe after the garden party let's talk about it because i know yeah. you have a lot of planning for the garden party so it'd be great to have you come back and let's talk after the garden party oh 100 i would, 100%. Love, I would yeah. love thank you so much thank for you. having us this was so much fun <laughs>